0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family parenting podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com parentingpodcast parenting podcast.
1: If you've had teenagers, you might notice that they can be kind of private. In fact, our youngest son, uh, he, he sort of acts like we're interrogating him. Anytime we ask a simple question, what'd you have for, for lunch? Food? Well, what kind of food? You don't need to know. Well, what's that about? I mean, it's really hard to be a parent when your son or daughter hides even some simple information like that away, and when they're out of uh, earshot and out of your sight. It's a little frustrating. Can you tell? I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. Uh, Danny heads up our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family, and uh, we'll have an intervention for John Fuller later on. But for now, we're going to hear from Dr. Kara Powell, who spoke with Jim Daly and me about... Um, parents who are itching to intervene in their
2: young adult's lives and what to do about that. What about that daughter, that son that's dating the unapproved person? That that person is just not the right person for you. And there's that mama's instinct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you do with that when you are realizing this person isn't the right person for your daughter? Yeah. Or for your son.
0: Yeah. Um, I haven't had that happen to me yet, but I think what I would what I would want to do. Is um, I, I've heard a great phrase in evangelism, um, which is you give a gentle tug to somebody and see if they're ready to hear it about Jesus. In this case, you know, just like with fruit, to know whether it's ripe, you give a gentle tug, and right. I I think that's what I would do with my son or daughter is is say. Hey, can I tell you something that I've noticed in in this relationship and see how they respond? If they don't respond positively, then I would I would not say it.
2: You have to honor that. I would yeah. Boy, uh, that's so tough. Uh, it was
0: so tough. And before our research, I think I would have pushed through and said it anyway.
2: Now why? What's the research telling you? Well,
0: because um what the research is saying is that what we've found when we interviewed parents is they almost always said if your child wasn't open to your input then they weren't going to hear it anyway and you might do damage to the relationship
2: can i also add this does yeah. does it show that when you respect that boundary if if they've said no i don't want your input and you respect that that over time then they do
0: and and you can give that gentle tug later right. and then they would be open to it right that's
2: really interesting i think that's an insight to the human heart yeah. and the way god has wired us yeah
0: absolutely and so I, as a parent biding your time Praying for wisdom to know the right time to share what you're observing. Uh, I mean, I think there's other ways if, if you can ask, what do your friends think about this relationship? What do your mentors think about this relationship? You know, you can encourage your young person to get wisdom from other sources That's other good. than so you. So you're not the only, yeah. Um, and, and even say, you know, if you were, sometimes I like to ask my kids, you um, you know, what do you love about this relationship? And what do you wish was different about this relationship? And let them kind of process it also, yeah. Yeah. But let them start Mm -hmm. with positive and then let them critique uh, their relationship also. Okay, this
2: this is really good, Karen. I'm so glad we're touching on these difficult issues. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll take it to another level Yeah. So you have the not so good boyfriend or girlfriend that you're worried about. Unfortunately today too, especially in that 20-something range, cohabiting is a far more common thing for Christian young people. Um, you know, to abstain before marriage is not always done. And how do you address that as a parent? I mean, now you're, mom, I'm going to go ahead and move in with this guy. What? I mean that's again a fairly common question we get here at Focus. Yeah.
0: yeah, I actually think I think this is one of the big secrets in the church, Jim. How many parents and grandparents have their kids and grandkids who are doing just that? Right. Um, so I think a lot of the same principles apply. You know, I a I think your child probably already knows how you feel. So I would I would communicate your displeasure. Maybe once, maybe twice, but I would look for ways to continue to support other aspects of your child's life that you are really pleased with. And, and what's the,
2: really important, too, though, is describe for me how you express that displeasure. I mean, there's different ways to do that. In some ways, that will really harm the relationship. In other ways, you'll be heard, hopefully respected, but maybe not embraced. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I think I have found with my kids that when I speak in anger, that doesn't work. But when I communicate in love about what I think is the most loving thing for them, they're they are more so much more likely to hear. And I'll go to the research. The best research shows that three out of four parents report that their relationship with their young person improves after age 18. (laughs) <laughs> so that's good news that's good for news. all of us uh, for all i mean for all of us odds are really good that our relationships are going to improve we're going to have less conflict um, and we're going to experience truly what it means to journey with to grow with our kid it might take longer than we wish the road not might, might not be smooth there's going to be bumps and there's going to be curves but if we take the long view we can be hopeful
1: Danny, we've mentioned this before, but asking questions is a great way to prompt your child, especially your teen, to respond without putting them on the defensive. Kara gave a couple of examples, but you're really good at this. So what are some other questions to ask our kids to help them think through decisions?
3: Well questions are so important and they have to be the right ones. And Kara did give some great examples around the relational questions and you know, what, what do your friends think about the relationship and, and what do you love about this person? And so what you're the, the the reason for the question is you're wanting to know your child better. And they will know if you're not genuine with your question. Truly get to know what they're thinking. Yeah help me understand your thought bubbles on this. And you can lighten it up that way. Help me understand. You have lots of thought bubbles. I only know a few. I'm going to ask you a few questions to understand a little bit better what you're thinking here. So help me understand. And then you go with the question. You don't need to know, dad. (laughs) Well, I'd love to. And you're patient with that because some kids will block you. Some kids will be very excited to share. It's different personalities different relationships. And you may have a very difficult relationship. Be patient with it. Be persistent with it. And the the word, help me understand, or I'm really curious about this. And I'd I'd love to to, to hear more about what you're thinking here. And one of them is uh, a good way to do it if there's conflict is, hey, that's one way to look at it. Is there any other way that we could look at this? Can you think of other ways? And there are some kids that go, well, yeah, you could look at it this way or that way. And they begin to go along with you on those questions. There isn't a magical question. So hopefully you're not looking for that in this show. But really it's about wanting to learn the heart of your child and what's going on in their mind.
1: And I want to just say, you're you're so good at this, either a combination of naturally wired and training, or you're just an open person. I can see and hear you talking to kids in a way that doesn't come naturally to some parents. Mm. So help that parent who's thinking, yeah, but my kid, there's always conflict. And
3: they never talk to me. And you, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, the talk training to that we've gotten as counselors, and I work with teens, they'll come into my office and say, I don't want to be here. So they're already seeing me as an extension of their parents. And and what I love to do is is, is come in with grace and compassion. And we can do that as parents. That's helped me with my own teens when they're a little prickly. Uh, just coming in and acknowledging their their feelings. Mm-hmm. I can see you're frustrated, or I can see you're whatever, and you're observing. So you start with observation, and then you move into the question, hey, I'd, I'd love to get to know more about this. And teens, initially, if they're angry, will say, "I you know, I hate questions, or I don't want that. But deep down, they love it. And you can, you, if you ask a question about getting to know them, but you bring that compassion and sympathy to the table, they will respond over time. Be patient with
1: it. Uh, that That is a really good word, and I do want to encourage parents. Uh, try it out. Do what Danny is saying and see if that makes a difference in your conversation with your teen. If it does, let us know. I mean, uh, send us a note. Uh, call us. Tell us. Let Danny know, hey, you know what? I tried that. It worked pretty well, and I'm going to keep trying Or that.
3: maybe it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> we can come alongside of you, right? We've yeah, a counseling line here. We do, on have, we do have
1: counselors. Danny's not always available, but we do have a great team of counselors. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know how we can help. And if the teen years are right around the corner for you, be sure to sign up for our free five-part video series called Preparing Your Kids for the Teen Years. Danny and author and youth speaker Jesse Manassian offers some practical advice for guiding preteens in relationships, social media, and more. You can find out more about it in the episode notes. We'd also recommend the book by Dr. Kara Powell. She co-wrote it with Dr. Stephen Argue. It's called Growing With, Every Parent's Guide to Helping Teenagers and Young Adults Thrive in Their Faith, Family, and Future. And we're making that available as our thank you gift when you... Make a generous donation today of any amount to help the work of Focus on the Family. We're a not-for-profit organization, listener-supported, and so please make a generous donation today and we'll send that book, Growing With, along with the CD of our conversation with Dr. Powell. Uh, You can donate when you call 800-A-FAMILY or look for details in the episode notes. And next time, uh, uplifting advice for expectant parents. For now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.